When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Adam Smith on the right-hand side. Approaching the Blackburn penalty area now. Top of the box, Billing. Lerma in support to his left. Here is Lerma. Helps it on to Danjuma. We'll try and run at his fullback, Nyembe now. Arnold Danjuma onto his right foot. Drives it into goal. Hits a Blackburn player. And then Phil Billing slams it home. Phil Billing with three in the last four games is the Cherry's new goal machine. Blackburn nil, Bournemouth one. Hello, good morning, happy Tuesday, and welcome to episode 119 of Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. Hope you had a good Easter. Well, AFC Bournemouth did. They are honing in on the playoffs after two victories, the first of which was a 3-1 win against Middlesbrough at Dean Court. And whilst it saw no change of league position, it left us on the coattails of Reading and Barnsley, who played out a 1-1 draw later on Good Friday. It was a game of three-thirds at Dean Court where Bournemouth started well before morphing into that formulaic style of dangerously sitting on the lead. We've been there before. But thankfully, we did come good. But could we follow it up against Blackburn Rovers? That was always the worry. But don't worry. We emerged 2-0 victors at Ewood Park. It was a match which uh, wasn't pretty, but it saw the away side convert clinically twice to see off a team whose form was, uh, let's face it, it was spiralling out of control. We could have faced a Rovers side determined to put the wrongs right after their defeat to Wickham, but aside from a silly gifted penalty, their threats were actually few and far between. But By no means did Cherries dominate because of that, as for large parts, we were pretty poor. Work to do, but ultimately delighted with the win. On this pod, well, it's split into two. Of course, we cover off Blackburn later in the show, but first we take a second look at our 3-1 win against Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough with the company of Mr Tiggs, Jeff Hayward, Neil Dawson and Tom Jordan.
Jeff, good to get back to football, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and, and refreshing that the, the team have changed up a bit from having a great 45 and a crap 45. We've decided to go a crap 30, but sandwiched between two really nice 30s. So, you know, there's progress, I think. I much prefer that to the other way of playing. Yeah, still those familiar feel- feelings, though, Neil, of kind of expectation, excitement, frustration, anger. Uh, <laughs> will we ever shake that this season, or do you think that's the way every game's going to be? It's the uh, uh, my favorite thing is to follow the Woodgate in, Woodgate out social media frenzy. Um, that uh, normally a manager can some, sometimes get both of those within the season. Jonathan Woodgate can get it four times during the same game, so it's very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, completely. And Tom, you always say we need to score early, and we did, we scored within the first 20 minutes, so a good sign there. Yeah, we we seem to be starting games well, and you just you just think now we need to get that goal, and now we're getting the goal. And now I'm starting to think actually we need to get the second goal. Um, it is it is frustrating, but and you know we'll come on to Middlesbrough. I didn't think they were up to much, but we got the job done. We got the job done. That's the main thing. But yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of similar signs, weren't there? But um, yeah, I don't know what it is. We'll have to we'll sure we'll discuss it. But we seem to start all right, get the goal, and then I don't know nerves settle in. We maybe sit back a little bit too much. I'm not sure, but three points. That's all it matters. And I've been making a habit of pulling out the expected goals chart. I don't need to do that, thankfully, this time, because we did actually go on and score more goals. Uh, the team news was quite interesting. We had Stanislas return from injury. Uh, mm. Smith also made back into, back into the eleven. Lerma was back. Obviously, he'd, he'd missed out on the FA Cup game because of suspension. Um, thoughts on the team, Jeff? What did you think? Um, it's the settled way of playing, 4-3-3, and he, he's always going to pick that as his strongest team, I think, from now until the end of the season. Um, Phil Billing in that advanced number 10 role, which, you know, frankly, I've always been on record as saying what a great player he is <laughs> in that number 10 role. Well, I mean, he, he was... I mean, he was, he was head and shoulders the best player on that pitch yesterday, and Nothing delights me more than Phil Bill for proving me wrong and a million other Cherries fans, I'm sure. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I thought Stacey, Stacey was possibly unlucky not to be in that team, but Adam Smith coming back for injury, obviously prefers Smithy over, over Stacey and uh, Rico at left back um, because Kelly, obviously, internationally was playing and, and didn't really recover in time. So, yeah, you know, it, it was it was sort of expected, but sort of didn't leave you filled with a huge amount of confidence we might keep a clean sheet, I thought. And we had some chances fairly early on, uh, a chance for Lerma. Uh, Dan Juma made, got himself a lot of space on that left wing. It looked like it was going to be a game of who had the better winger at one point. Um, And then about 15 minutes, 14 minutes, the goal came. Uh, Neil, Dan Juma there with with that overhead, do you think he Mm. saw Billing? No. No, I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I know he is the best winger in the world. um, Because I follow him on Instagram and he tells me. But um, I think he... I mean, to be fair to him, he, he would have known that Solanke uh, was running on, and uh, he would have spotted Billing's run. But he, you know, it was a it was a rugby league up and under, wasn't it? But um, that Billing then made the absolute most of because 
uh, he was he was quickly onto it, and his his finish was excellent because um, the angle he was at, I think the keeper and all of us expected him to go across the goal, and he he put it near post, and I think that that was just enough to wrong foot the keeper. So um, so yeah, brilliant start. It was a brilliant start, and you were right. That finish was was excellent. Tom, how much credit do you think Woodgate can can deserve for deciding to play Billing in that ten position? Yeah, he definitely deserves credit. I mean, we've seen it. We have seen it previously, haven't we? Um, even in the Premier League, a few games where he's been the more advanced man. Um, he has been has been, always been better, but yeah, for some reason he hasn't been able to nail down a spot there, or we've tinkered with the system, or maybe we've just thought, oh, we'll just put him a little bit deeper. But yeah, fair play to Woodgate. He's obviously shown that he's obviously you know felt like this is this is all I'm going to do with with Bill. And I mean, there's been a few games where he's gone deeper later in the game. But yeah, he seems to like him there, and it would be easy, wouldn't it, to just play Wilshire a bit more advanced? But I think he's. Um, I like the fact that you know Wilshire being a bit deeper means he can get on the ball a bit more, and Billing's going to make them off the ball runs, you know, like he did for the goal, um, and get beyond Solanke. And Solanke, I think he he works his socks off, but he needs people to get closer to him, and uh, Billings helped that. So um, yeah, Woodgate deserves credit for that definitely. He's um, he's been brilliant. So he's probably been Woodgate's player of the season, hasn't he? So yeah, yeah no credit to him, and great for him to get another goal and. Proving us all wrong, which is nice to see. Slowly and slowly, you know, we, we had a few more chances in the game, but Borough started coming back into it, didn't they? Um, Adam Smith, I thought, did a really good job of just annoying Balassi, um, which was great to see to Smithy back to his, his best there. Some, something he's just great at. Uh, and as we got nearer to the end of the half, it did look like Middlesbrough were kind of building confidence. And it gave me a little bit worried going into the second half. I thought maybe that it might be a rocket then from Woodgate that, that would see the boys come out fighting again. But when we came out in the second half, Jeff, it wasn't quite what we wanted, was it? No. Why not? Hmm. Uh, the Borough plan of attacking our left-hand side, Rico uh, is not a great left-back. You think about what a great fullback does and what I like in a fullback is someone who gets really close to the winger so they don't turn. He doesn't do that. Someone who closes down crosses as if their life depends on it. He absolutely does not do that. But he does need protection too. And I think Dan Juma doesn't give him much protection. There's no real natural left midfield player in that 4-3-3 to help out. Lerma is kind of tasked with doing that. You could see that yesterday, but... he. That is that is an issue for us. They were getting lots of crosses in from that left-hand side and they were targeting it. And it was a good source of their attacking play. Albeit, you know, their attack actually came down Smithy's channel that scored the goal. So, don't know quite what that says, but it was almost like a momentum shift. You know, we, we do, when we go ahead, we concede the ball a lot more. We play a lot deeper, just naturally. I think our flair players pick... Pick the times when we're 1-0 up to go invisible and not give us great outlets. And Dan Juma and Stanislas were invisible in that period. And, uh, yeah, we then start deciding that we're going to pass around at the back as well for some reason. Why Why do we do that? I don't know. Deja vu. I think it just sort of... Some of the players hark back to a, a time where they thought that was the right thing to do, I think. Um there's a really interesting graphic out on Twitter where it actually shows the position of players throughout the game or that they're... Mm their most uh, used position in the game. And Stanislas is just in front of Adam Smith. Um, but Dan Juma is up 
you know, in, in line with Solanke. And there's nothing in between him and Rico at all in terms of a player who, who's spending a lot of the time on the pitch. Even uh, Lerma since tended to be more central in that game rather than drifting out left like he had previously. So I think you're right. I think that's always going to be a, a weak spot for us. Mm, yeah, poor bloke. I feel sorry for him. His confidence is shot to pieces too, let's be honest. So he doesn't, he doesn't look like he's really confident that the manager believes in him. I'm sure he was thinking, oh, Kelly would have been playing if he hadn't, if he hadn't have, you know, had the international problem. So where, where is, where is Rico's head at in terms of I'm, I'm loved by the manager and I'm part of this team? It's not there. Yeah. And we've said this before, haven't we? We've said about how the left back that's not playing always looks better when he's not playing because it's not just been, you know, whether Rico's your, you're starting left back or not. Kelly's had a, he's been better lately, probably since we'll get coming actually, but he's had an up and down season and Smithy started on the left and he was getting criticism. And you look at that kind of graphic there and think, well, if Dan June was being told, I don't know what I, I would have thought he's being told to get closer to Solanke and being told to kind of almost abandon to a degree his defensive duties, because we believe in you that much when you're going forward. And it's almost, I wonder if it's maybe a brave approach of they're going to get in a little bit down the right, but you're going to get in more and we think you're better. So you will do more when you've got it than whoever their player is on the right. And that in turn means it's going to be hard for our left back, um, which is difficult because then it feels like all season we've been criticising the left back. And yeah, it's, it's a difficult balance, isn't it? I, I would have thought it's, Woodgate is giving Dan Juma some sort of instruction. I don't want to put it all down to, you know, oh, is Arnie just not bothering? I can't see that. I do think he's being told to get close to Slanky, but yeah, it's getting that balance right in it. So I feel for Rico, but as Jeff said, he's certainly not playing with loads of confidence at the moment. A strange thing happened on 60 Minutes. Uh, Junior Stanislas went down injured. It looked like a hip injury. Um, I, I don't know if it is a hip injury. I think it was illness, wasn't it? They said after the game. Mm. Um, and we made a very odd substitution, in my opinion. Junior came off and Jack Stacy came on. Was that... I've never seen us do that before, uh, Neil. Was that expected from, from your point of view? Well, we have done it before, um, but because we brought on Stacy as a right winger and Rico as a left winger in the same oh, yeah. game when we were in front. So I think this is a uh, Jonathan Woodgate product of Tony Pulis um, uh, scenario. So Tony Pulis always brought on fullbacks as wingers when his sides were 1-0 up um, because... Most fullbacks these days can do a pretty good job of being a winger. Um, certainly, Stacey can. And uh, what, it, what it does offer you, if you're only going to be 1-0 with five minutes to go, you'd rather have Stacey on um, defending, uh, doubling up and defending, than you would Brooks or Stanislas or any of our wingers. So, it's you know, I, I think it's it's not a bad championship tactic, to be honest. Um, so, uh, so, I wasn't surprised. I quite like it, actually. I think I've mm. said lately, I've, I've, I've looked at, um, I mean, Smithy's played there quite a few times, hasn't he? Even that first championship season, yeah. that championship season where we got promoted. But I, I look at our subs, especially, I know Brooksy's coming back, but we've all kind of mentioned how Stanislas doesn't seem to be as effective off that right. And um, I, you saw it. I know it was it's difficult to, to judge it because Middlesbrough were going for it, so we were going to catch them a little bit. But Stacey looked, in a short spell of time, I thought he looked really good yeah. off that right. We all know he's got energy to burn. Um, and we all know he's got a decent delivery on him as well. Good um, shot, good shot as well. Yeah, decent strike yeah. on him. And I think that that's something I thought later. I, thought, I wonder if that could work because we've got two good right backs, haven't we? And 
but I think you could have both of them, kind of what whichever one you want in front of the other. So, um, but yeah, didn't I think if we were losing the game, it would have been Raquel May. But you know, like Neil said, he's he's I can't remember what game it was, but it was an away game, wasn't it? He brought both um both fullbacks on in wide positions, and it, it kind of makes sense. But really, I think Stacey does offer a bit going forward as well. So um, yeah, I think um, Stanislas does sound like it was illness, wasn't it? So hopefully not too long. But um, we're used to him being out for a bit, aren't we? Yeah, he hasn't got the greatest injury record. And then two minutes later, Jeff, mm. it only looked like one team were going to score, and it and only one team did score. And Duncan Watmore found the space, didn't he? Yeah. It had 1-1 written all over at the start of that first half. And I think lots of Cherries fans watching were were expecting that goal to go in. You know, we just, we were giving the ball away. We were being a bit sloppy. We weren't um, closing them down enough. And yeah, good turn, good finish, you know. And they deserved it. They deserved to be level because we were pretty poor in that period of the game. Yeah, we weren't great, um, but something something happened. Then something happened inside them. They tried to, <laughs> something exciting because uh, Lerma then uh, Tom on sixty six minutes. I mean, what a moment of skill there to actually use another player to oh. to, to you know knock the ball off to score. Um, that's he's obviously so, what he was trying to do. <laughs> he's so clever, Jeff, and he, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it kind of, to be fair to us, at least we, we did react very quickly. Um, but yeah, like, like Jeff said, it just felt inevitable, but really good that we bounced back. So it was only a few minutes, wasn't it, um, we were behind for, which was which was so big because, you know, we could have really had a real tough end to that game otherwise. Um, so yeah, to react as quickly as that was brilliant. But um, yeah, it, it does frustrate you because you think, oh, why did we let him back into it? But um Nice, nice little move, wasn't it? It got cut back to him. I can't remember who, who cut it back now. But um, it yeah, was nice. Phil, Phil Bill, man of the match. Oh, of course it was. What am I even thinking about it? Of course it was he, Phil Bill. Not, not made to the uh, yeah. middle player from 20 yards, which was just Just fantastic. classic billing, really, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, to be fair to, to Lerma, as much obviously it was the deflection and stuff, he'd done that earlier in the season. He he's done, has done that a lot more this season, hasn't he? He kind of arrives on the edge, whereas kind of in them Premier League days, he was, he'd was never be that, that high up. So... Um, and he has got a decent strike. He had one in the first half, didn't he, where he scuffed it wide. But good to see him pop up. And, and yeah, I, I thought it was going to drag out into a, a one-all. So that was really pleasing that we didn't have to, you know, Woodgate was, it was only Woodgate out for about three minutes on it at that time. So, yeah, that was all right. What was funny was it was the it was the same guy who gave the ball away. I think it was Morsey. Uh, yeah. A really sloppy pass out from defence. He then tried to rescue the situation. It was him that the ball deflected in off. So, uh he, uh, I was thinking if that had been Rico, there'd have been calls for him to be lynched in Bournemouth Square. Wouldn't there? <laughs> Give the yeah. ball away and then get back to deflect it in. It's not yeah. not a bad afternoon's work. So thank God for him. Where where do you think our confidence has gone in hitting the ball from outside the box? Because that is that's the first proper shot we've had mm. from outside the box that's gone in for a long time. I don't think you can count Stanislas's, you know, free kick sort of corner effort against Bristol City, but that. That is the first decent shot. And every time the ball goes to Lerma, Stacey yesterday, you know, had a cracking opportunity to hit the target and took an extra touch and missed the chance. And we just we just seem to have lost that that 20-yard speculative effort it's going to go in, which we had first few games of the season. Why? Seems odd as well, because I always think that, you know, when you see a team that almost like look for the perfect goal, 
and they're trying to knock it around all the time and, you know, not shooting from distance, like you say. That's normally a team that's high on confidence, that's trying to score a really pretty goal. We're not that at the moment. So, yeah, it is a bit. I remember the opening day, I think, like, virtually all our goals come from outside the box. We were, like you say, I don't know where that's that's gone. Obviously, Lewis ain't there. He's got a screamer early in the season as well. But it is odd. But maybe are we just trying to find Dom and he's he's our main goal threat? I'm not sure. It's, it's got to be it's got to be managerial though, isn't yeah. it? Because um, we never shot from outside the box with Eddie Howe because he statistically didn't think percentage wise it was we would score that way enough. Jason Tindall made a real point of saying that he wanted us to shoot from outside the box and he wanted to encourage it. And then when Jason went, that's when it stopped. So I would imagine. Managers are really clear, aren't they, with certain players? If you get a chance, take a shot. And other managers would rather work the percentage game and get the ball into the box. So it's got to be managerial, Jeff. I think it's, it just strikes me as weird. I mean, a couple of times yesterday, Dan Juma had a chance to cut inside and didn't take the shot. And you just it, you just think have a go because as we saw when Solanke scored, you know, goalkeepers are prone to the odd fluff mm. in the championship and you know it's worth having a go absolutely if you get a chance I'm sure Stacey would have scored that chance that he had if that had been the Stacey playing against Blackburn Rovers he scores that but he didn't didn't really fancy it it was very odd to watch Rory Raquel May did a bit of the okie cokey again bless him he he got his top off he put his top <laughs> back on he never gets off the bench does he <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just before we scored. That I think they were going to bring him on to change the game, and then the game changed, so he can sit back. He's down. my man of the match. He's my man of the match. He took his top off, ready to come on. Then and then they're obviously all thinking about, oh no, Roro's coming on. Yeah. Then we score the goal. And he sits back down. Job done. Brilliant. See, now I understand why Neil Warnock was so upset after the game. You see, it's the mind games that we play. Mm. Very yeah. clever. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. we did score another goal. Uh, Neil, three-one. Solanke. Mm. Uh, Stacey again involved from that right wing. Solanke cut in and he shot. And it didn't go in on his first attempt, though, did it? No. So he, bl- he, he blasted it well. Uh, keeper sort of flapped and parried it out. And then I don't know if he meant to hit the ball as softly um, when he came in for the, um, the follow-up. It was almost like... I th- if you just tuned in, you'd think you were watching the action replay, wouldn't you? It kind of crawled across the line. Um, with no one there to rescue, but it, it, it was needed for him because he's, I think that's one in 11 he was up until yesterday. So he's a streaky centre forward, isn't he? I think he scores his goals in streaks. So hopefully, with eight games to go, I think it is, him scoring could be quite timely because he might go on now and get grab a few. Played he really well. Played really well um, yesterday. He did. He did all he did. of the evil hard work. So it was good to see him score. That was the icing on the cake, wasn't it? Because I think if we, if we all say we say we say tomorrow we win one 0 who do you want the scorer to be? We'd all say Solanke because we need him to, you know, like Neil says, he seems to have little streaks and that, so we need him to hit a bit of form now. So it wasn't just didn't just wrap up the result, but that was just that was just massive, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, I seen Kirk put in the chat there about Don Stat never scores back to back goals, so um, hopefully he can change that tomorrow. But yeah, his I even thought it at times in the Southampton game, his work rate. And what he does, you know, off the ball and making the run, stuff like that, it's so good. And we just need to get people close to him. Like I say, Billing's getting there now, which is really helping. But massive for him to get that goal. Um, because he's going to be key. If he can go on a little run, it's going to be massive for us. So, um, yeah, I was, ch- I was chuffed for Dom. And then we took him off, didn't we? And just got a bit of rest out of him. 
And uh, poor Shane Longer got in, seems to get injured after about ten seconds, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, shout, yeah. Shout out for Ben Pearson actually coming on as well. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. I think he he gave us uh, a bit of intensity in, in the midfield. I think Jack was tiring a bit, and yeah, Ben Pearson best beard in the, in the division, I'd say. That's, unlucky, that's not cool. to, unlucky not to be playing. I think Ben Pearson. Mm. Yeah, yeah, did well. Definitely, uh, yeah. Both both him and Stacey. Uh, got a lot of plaudits after that game and helped probably turn the tide in that second half. Um, so I think we're probably ready to move on a little bit more. Any closing comments, uh, gents, from the game? Anyone want to say anything extra? Uh, can the groundsman talk to the team and tell them I've watered the pitch? So wear your long studs because I'm getting fed up of seeing our players falling over all the flipping time. Yeah, Dan Juma <laughs> did a lot, didn't he, in that game? Yeah, we had a yeah. few falling over. Yeah, we did. No, he's right. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I mean, you know, masterful insight there, but geez, doing nothing. <laughs> I also no. thought Carl Vickers was colossal again. Oh, yeah, colossal. Absolutely unbelievable. And uh, I think I, that's, uh, I, I bet Jason Tindall sat there thinking, well, I bought him in. Why was he never fit for me? Because he is difficult. And even a few times, I think it was Begovic, funnily enough, we were saying about the kind of playing out from the back and we got away with it a few times. We normally got away with it because Carl Vickers just done enough. And um, yeah, but he's just, I think, him and Steve Cook are forming a real partnership now. And that's said about Solanke scoring, but them two, you know, consistently for the rest of the season, being that partnership, I think is going to be key for us. So, um, yeah, he's, he's been brilliant. Do you know the what only annoying? thing we should probably mention is Neil Warnock's comments at the end were quite interesting, weren't they? So, mm. uh, that we should be doing, uh, he was expecting a lot more from us. So, it's an unusual comment when you've lost 3-1. Um, but uh, he was expecting a lot more from us and he wouldn't have any of our strikers. So, uh, do, you, do you think he was hurt that, that that Woodgate, the man he replaced, actually turned him over? Do you think that might have irked him a bit? I think he's a bit long in the tooth to be hurt by stuff like that. I just think he he's really good at he's really good at making his own players feel better about situations. He's experienced, mm. and I think he's he's quite wise like that. And so I think they'll be sat on the bus thinking, feeling a little bit better about themselves because they'll have, he's he's talked us up as being a major team. So I think it was about that really. And he's dug out all of his strikers, hasn't he, uh, recently, and, and said that they're rub- his own strikers are pretty rubbish. He's been playing wingers in a striker position. So uh, I think it all sort of one big, long narrative over Middlesbrough. Interesting point about Carter Vickers this week, uh, Tom. He's actually signed an ex- Tottenham have taken the option to, sign, you know, to get him to sign an extension or taken his extension option. So if we want to get him, we're going to have to pay now rather than get him on a free at the end, which is a bit annoying. It will depend what league we're in maybe. Great to hear from the guys there. Absolutely superb. And then after the game yesterday, we did our free-for-all on YouTube. So here we've got some selected comments after that 2-0 win at Ewood Park against Blackburn Rovers. Plus, if you want to catch the player rating show with Milford on C, sexiest man, that's what he calls himself, by the way, Keith Thomas, he's sitting alongside Tom Jordan to go through some player ratings. So we've got a bit of that, plus we'll give you the rating of the top-rated player. We have to, don't we? Here's some of it. We're just looking at the league table, so AFC Bournemouth, look, we're in seventh place. We've got a game in hand over the 
teams above us and winning that game in hand would would propel us into fifth. But yeah, Swansea, three losses in a row. Brentford, three draws. You know, these are teams that we could possibly catch up. I mean, look, we, we could even finish the season in third, which is mad. It's just a shame we didn't do all this a little bit earlier. But in a way, though, is it not a good thing to still be outside the playoffs, to have a target and still have some momentum because sometimes I fear that if we do sit in sixth or you know we got into fifth, we'd probably get a bit complacent, like yeah, you know, like we started to sort of towards the end of Jason Tindall's reign. Yeah, and I actually having listened to most of uh, the the free for all post the game, I think it's slightly a little bit too downbeat to be fair because. It wasn't long ago that we uh, might have lost games like that or drawn or various different things like that. It wasn't many games ago that we were saying, where's the camaraderie in the team? Where's the attitude? Where's the collective intent, etc., etc." So from where we were to where we are now in these types of games away from home, it's not amazing football, but it's solid. It works and we're winning. So I'm actually ecstatic. And to answer your point, As you go into the playoffs, you want to make sure that you've got a progressive move in the right direction. It's not all going to happen straight away, but we are making the right steps in all areas. Structure, solidity, defensive intent, things are missing, but it's the best place to be. I agree with you. If we were in third and we were like Swansea or someone, I'd be worried, but momentum is massive. And so many times in the in the past, in the playoffs, the team that gets momentum and starts to pick up its path and does more of the right stuff, we look like that team. So yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about the forward momentum from where we were. But Tom, welcome back. Thank you. Thoughts on that, mate? Yeah, buzzing, mate. Yeah, it wasn't... Um... It wasn't liquid. It wasn't brilliant to watch. But I've um, been saying for a, for a while now that I can handle it if we're not playing beautiful football. But you see that nasty side of it, that horrible side of that fight and that desire and that do the basics. So, and there was too many times a season where we just haven't been doing that. We haven't been very good off the ball. And that's different. You saw that right at the end. We save a penalty, clear one off the line. You know that, and we're tuning up at that point. That's a team that want to keep a clean sheet. And um yeah, I felt it a lot for a long time. We didn't look like a team that wanted it. And um, and you even saw today with, with Dan Juma, you know, working back. We're criticising that he's not been helping the left back. I thought he'd done that today. Worked hard. The amount of times he was back there clearing and stuff like that. And that's what I want to see now is, like, like Simon said as well, you go into them playoffs. It doesn't matter about the season. It's how you go into them. And if we go into the playoffs, you know, on form like this, then you'd be more fearful of playing us than you would say a Swansea. Um it's all, it's all about that. And it's a clean sheet as well. You know, we can see the one city goal against Middlesbrough, but, but really we've looked pretty, as much as we weren't very good today, they never really looked like they were going to score, in my opinion. I thought we looked pretty sturdy. And um, Ben Pearson was was a big part of that, in my opinion. Brilliant. Him and Lerma. And I think going forward, I think the away games, it really suit having Pearson and Lerma. And maybe the home games go over Wilshire over Pearson. But um, when you're expected to dominate the ball a little bit more. But... Yeah, listen, we got the job done. And if we'd said before the Easter weekend, you know, 3-1 and 2-0 against Borough and Blackburn, it's very good. So, um, yeah, got, got to take the positives and kick, kick on for that now. Because on paper, we've got a couple of nicer games now. I know it doesn't always work like that, but um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, now, Tiggs, can we, if we were at the stadiums, 
would we realistically be able to sing we score when we want we score when we want because it doesn't feel like that because when we do you go one nil up what is it but we just seem to consolidate and we sit back do you think that's in the philosophy that woodgate's instilling because it's it's not like we're pushing on for another straight away at least anyway it does feel that way doesn't it it does feel like because we keep doing the same thing over and over again, there must be some kind of instruction or at least encouragement from doing that, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I, I, we, I suppose we're so far away now and it's taken its time from that Eddie Howe, uh, you know, way of doing things that it's difficult to get used to something else. So I do feel that maybe we get our goal and then, you know, steady the ship, steady the ship. But is it safe to study the ship? I don't, I don't think it really is. I think it's a confidence thing as well. I think when you're, when you're a bit low on confidence, like we've been for a long time now, kind of since the turn of the year, you get that goal and you just, it's just that thing inside you subconsciously. That's a little bit like we've got mm. the win now, if we don't concede. And I think they just start retreating and retreating as soon as we get the goal. Um, but yeah, it's when you're a confident team, and you get that first goal, you just kick on, don't you? And try and get the second. And, Fortunately, we did that today, but um, yeah, it does. It seems like it's just cardboard copy every game, doesn't it? Get the goal and then just look a little bit shaky for a while and try and hang on. But we're certainly not a team that that is really suited to hanging on. But sometimes needs must when you're not confident, I guess. And it's just trying to make sure we get over the line. And it was a clean sheet today, so that's I think I, I think that's coming. I mean, I'm looking at the gradual change and the gradual mm. build up. You know, and obviously you've got to look at where, again, I'm going back in essence to go forward and where we've been, both in terms of structure, personnel, um, all sorts of different things, defensive structure, whatever you want to call it. We've looked a lot more messy in many other games against opposition like this than we have in recent games. So that's a huge tick because in order to be able to put your foot down when you're one nil down and go for more gas and go for two or go for three, you've got to be confident in your structure in the back six, if I can put it that way. And that is getting a lot better. You watch the games, we haven't got the forward momentum, but I'm less concerned, even though we have this hiatus moment after half a time still. Um, but it's better. So we've got seven games left. Keep this, keep the solidity, and then you'll have more confidence when you go forward. So I'm, I'm very hopeful that that will come. So I, I'm very positive. I don't want to be too over positive because certain things still exist. Um, but I like where we are for where we want to get to and also in comparison to what the other opponents we may face are doing. Also, it seems to be that when we do concede that goal, we do st- we still got another gear to go to, to to try and get one back. We haven't seen us concede a goal, then concede another goal, have we? So, you know, for a long time. So it's at least there's always that. Despite obviously saved the penalty today, I think if you think of the last few games... The amount of times earlier in the season we were going, God, imagine if we didn't have Begovic. And I appreciate he saved a penalty. But that aside, in the game in, in, on the whole, in the last few, he hasn't had to make quite as many game-saving saves, if you know what I mean. And I think, you know, Carter Vickers has been a big part of that as well. And getting that that uh, balanced and organised back four and then the shield in front of them, etc. So there's little things in there that's um, started to take. And you've got to remember, you know, from Woodgate's point of view, he hasn't had a lot of time. He's just been thrown into this. And we, as we've alluded to before, massive credit for what he's done with Phil Billing as well, because he's been his player of the season, hasn't he? I mean, he's just... I mean, I've never seen someone be that good in the number 10. There, there's the note. And so <laughs> he's a little bit deeper. It's, I see it again. 
Come on, let's say it again. Do you know if anyone ever if, if we were to get to Wembley and some fans were going and if I didn't go, someone needs to take this with them. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And Tom, like you say with Billing, I think pre-Woodgate he scored four in fifty-seven, under Woodgate five in thirteen. Unbelievable stats. It's mad, isn't it? Like uh, saying about confidence stuff, he's one that's playing with confidence. And um yeah, he just it just seems to be that sort of player that needs a bit of a license to roam and not be too kind of bedded down into a structure and you've got to sit and do this. He he seems like, I know Huddersfield fans often said he was a luxury player when they're in the relegation scrap. And I can see that because he's a sort of player, you just kind of got to let him off the leash and just kind of wander and, and do what, what he needs to do. And when he does that and when he's playing with confidence, he's a hell of a player and it's he's getting someone close to Solanke again. And that was allowing Dan Juma to kind of help Kelly out a little bit more today because you know that Dillian's up there as well. We're normally relying on Dan Juma being the only one but yeah no it's it was it's great to see Billing doing that I mean we're all eating our words aren't we but um apart from Heather who's always loved him but um most of us yeah it's 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 really nice to see I, I never thought at the start of the season that Billing would be he's probably going to be up there for player of the season if he keeps this up which is just mad but credit to him credit to him the togetherness or the attitude of the players, you know, when we score a goal, that's improved again. You know, it was another criticism that many of us would see in games gone by, even when we scored a goal. It felt a bit weird, mm. but there now really does seem that there's a togetherness or attitude or growing cohesiveness in the unit. And I think that was one of the biggest criticisms that I felt watching us is that it felt incredibly lackadaisical. Whereas now when a goal goes in or something is really good on the pitch, you can see other players really loving the moment and yeah. backing each other. And that's also very important for momentum. Um, can we just talk about set pieces? <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, that first 60 seconds or first two minutes, what the hell? First, first corner didn't clear the first man. Second corner cleared everyone. Well, what happened, Tom? I don't know what we're doing with set pieces. They're just all over the place. I mean, I know we tried to get Matt Ritchie in, in January. God, do I wish we got him just for that alone because we just need someone to put it's, it's such that I feel so sorry for like Carter Vickers and Cookie. You see him coming up, bound up the pitch. And no, I mean, Steve Cook, I can't remember that. I'm pretty sure he scored in every season he's been with us, right. definitely in recent times anyway. I mean, he hasn't even got close this season, has he? Because just right. he's good in the air and Carter Vickers is good in the air. Lerma's good in the air. And we just don't give them anything. It's it is odd. Um, it was nice to see one of the old routines, though the old dummy mm -hmm. from Brooks. But then Phil Bill unfortunately put it over the top by about fifty back, yards. Yeah. Yeah, but it was nice was... to see a little bit of um, variety coming back. But on set pieces in in the Borough game, um, Jack Wilshire took a few of the corners, didn't he? Yeah. And his delivery was miles better than any other option that we've got. So that's the only tick that I can say with set pieces, apart from the fancy effort today. I think yeah, we're saving it up be... for the playoff final. Playoff final, yeah, we're going to exactly. get the winner from a corner, Steve Cook Heather. That's going to be the winner against Watford. Closing comments, Tim. <laughs> against Watford. Yeah, I'm hoping it. They might have to have a little bit of a bad run, but that's my dream, all right? <laughs> Just a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Tiggs. Well, we won a game and I'm happy. And uh, we got Coventry next. They won today, didn't they? So uh, it won't that's be a be, walkover. Yeah. It won't yeah. be a walkover. So uh, I think. I think that'll be a really exciting game for us to watch. I think when we played them last time, I think we, we beat them last time, didn't we? Yeah. They had a player sent off right near the end or something like that, I remember. So they'll they'll want to get one over us. But hey, let's keep it going. John's here as well. John Spark. You all right, John? 
Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Nice, nice to see you back, Sal. I thought you might have overdosed on um, chocolate Easter eggs, um, but uh, <laughs> thankfully you're back. Uh, you always bring out some stats and tweets that I love seeing, and you were looking at past completion at halftime, weren't you? Yeah, that was that was the sort of like because I, I don't think it really. I don't think anyone would be surprised at the fact that we really weren't on it in terms of our passing in in this match. And but by, by half time, I was thinking our pass completion rate must be shocking at this stage. But it was like 71, 72% at half time. By the end of the match, it was 62% pass completion rate. Our season average is 77%. That's a hell of a drop off. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's, it's not really a surprise to anyone here. Like I haven't been able to keep across this because I was doing the, the sort of review show for Cherry Joe Army with Kirk. But I'm guessing most people on here weren't like throwing praise at Bournemouth's performance today. Because be right. you don't need to bring up stats to tell you that we weren't great today. It was it was very it was the nice thing was control the control defensively is that we really did look like we just kept them at arm's length apart from Adam Smith's lazy tackle um for the penalty they didn't really make too much. We didn't make all that much either, but you know, defensively we have been very good recently. Um, and offensively, I mentioned it in the last game. Um, I'd just like to see us make more use of counterattacks. This was kind of the perfect game to really, you know, especially going one nil up when out of pretty much nothing in the first half, we could have made a lot more from counterattacks. We were just letting Blackburn come on to us. We didn't really need to pressure them too hard. The, their passing wasn't amazing either. And just one or two opportunities here and there could have got us something. In the end, we kind of did counterattack our way into a second goal-ish, but it was a bit of, you know, uh, it was pinball uh, to get us the second goal with one brilliant pirouette from Pearson um and uh then danju then some more danju magic to get the second goal but it was uh yeah I, I would really rather than just sort of like ignore that performance in general apart from the defensive display and just say three points nine from three games let's move on to Coventry. Um, not a great game overall for us but if you win the football match when you're playing badly they say that's not a bad thing. So um, I think Dan Juma came alive, got the goal that we needed just to give us that space because it felt a little bit like Borough at one point. You thought, could they nick a goal here? And actually, Armstrong had a good chance that came off the back of uh, Carter Vickers at 1-0. So um, delicately balanced, but we got the three points. And you can see why Blackburn are sort of in one in 14 now. One win in 14 and nine goals in 14. And Armstrong still still sitting on 19 since 17th of February. So, yeah, we played them at the right time. Yeah, it's funny how their season's gone because at the start of the season, we won 3-2 and it was a it was a bit of a sort of yo-yo game. But then after the next few matches, we all thought, actually, that was a good result because they were smashing teams and and doing really well. Now, Kirk Domsolanke, we, of course, uh, spoke about that stat of scoring in back-to-back goals. But today, it didn't look likely he he was ever going to score. What, what was so different today? Because he looked so lonely up there. Um, I, I backed him as well, didn't I, today? I actually I actually felt it. Um, but no, he just um, didn't get the service. I thought the front three weren't that brilliant, to be honest with you. I thought Brooks had pockets of, of moments, uh, maybe maybe a shout for a penalty. Was it? Was it? Not sure. Maybe just outside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but you know, um, no, never really, he never really got a good chance in the game. Did he Don? And I don't know what it is. He just can't get this stat off his back. And um, I hope he does it. Cause I'm bored of saying it, but um, he's a great player. And, and as I said, I don't, he, he won't get 20. 
Um, I've said that all season, but he will add a few more goals between now and the running and the playoffs, hopefully. Um, but it's just didn't nothing really landed for him today. But um, luckily, we had Dan Juma and Bill in, so uh, mm. we'll win. But Dan Juma improved to his work defensively today, so maybe that's why, because often he just chucks himself forward, and it sort of naturally is that partner for Dom Solanke up up top. But today, his work rate was much more, and he seemed to pick and choose the moments where he did get forward and you know when he did he popped up so maybe that could be a reason because you know, Kelly was less exposed than what Rico was against Borough. Yeah and I don't want to spin a negative on this because I thought Dan Juma did a lot of work going backwards today which we've always been critical of and when he's on the ball in areas that don't hurt teams he struggles sometimes but the only negative I'd put in this potentially long term and I'm talking maybe if we go up or next season, is I do look at Dan Juma and Philip Billing as luxury players. Um, Philip Billing can't play in many formations. This is working for him. But when you've got those types of players, it's bad enough having one. But if you've now got two, that is a detriment potentially to other players in your squad because you think, well, I can't play that formation because I've got to get Billing in. And I can't play that formation because I've got to get Dan Juma in. We've had this conversation about how can we get two strikers up top but still play Dan Juma? We can't. And this is the problem is long term, we may have an issue with these types of players. Um, but while it's working at the moment, you don't change it. And, and, and we need to just keep doing what we're doing. But I don't know if the others agree with that. That long term, I worry about Billing and Dan Juma doing this over a long period of, you know, in large, large spells. Cherries again with casual in possession there. Adam Smith picks it up on the run though. Nice flick from Brooks to release him. Adam Smith on the right-hand side. Approaching the Blackburn penalty area now. Top of the box, Billing. Lerma in support to his left. Here is Lerma. Helps it on to Danjuma. He'll try and run at his fullback Nyembe now. On out Danjuma onto his right foot. Drives it into goal. Hits a Blackburn player. And then Phil Billing slams it home. I would be, I think every fan would be lying if we saw this coming. Um, he was one. We just said it about Brooks there. I was thinking he don't want to be here. Start the season, I think, oh, he just wanders about, does my head in. But I tell you what, credit to Woodgate, he's he's putting mm. the wrong. I think it would have. I've said this on a previous show. It would have been easy for a manager to come in and put Wilshire in the ten. Would have been easy to do that. But he's looked at him for actually no. This I think Billing can offer us more in that role, and um, not a natural ten. But he's just someone that I feel like we were alluding to earlier. You don't want to put him down to a role. You kind of want to go, just go out there and do what you got to do and try and get closer to Dom. And he scored again. And it's just like, these goals, like every week, he's just, and I think we've got a stat that every time he scores, we win, which is nice as well. Mm. But what can we say? Brilliant. Both games again. I, I, I think, I saw the signs of what a quality player was in the Norwich game where he was closing down the passing space. He's doing, again, the quiet work, closing down passing lanes, not necessarily tackling, but making their their, their creative players in their middle part, forcing them to make options. And doing that quiet work that that a, a number eight can do, uh, he's... he's He's a very unusual role, certainly, certainly over here. And, but his 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 touch is lovely. His his passing. He's he, again. He's a very very intelligent player. And it's it's a shame, isn't it, that we didn't spot this earlier. Um, obviously, I, I'm sure Eddie must have seen it. But but I just think 
he looks a big lad, but in actual fact, he's a, a nuanced player who who some, sometimes you see him switch a pass. Sometimes he's deep. Sometimes he's in the pocket. He attacks the half spaces. And that is what's creating us, I think, the chances. Like, like Lerma's goal against Borough, the space was opened up and, and he creates more space as well. So, he's again... He's like Solanke. We 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 we've misunderstood that guy. Um, I think you could build a team around him if he, if you allow him to play like that and have the two holding or the, the more defensive minded. Let him play. Uh, he's uh, he's wonderful when you see him in full fright and that big smile when he scores. Yeah, um, pretty nice to see, definitely, because he, he always he always looked at the start of the season like a player that wasn't happy and, and that was that was yeah. hard to see because you want to, like we said, you want, want players to play with a smile on their face. I wonder, I've just been kind of thinking about it in my head and I thought, well, why has no one seen this? And I wonder if because of his size and his physical presence, different managers have felt, well, surely he can do a job a bit deeper because he's got the physicality of it. And it's meant that that's almost, you know, detrimental to him because he hasn't been given that licence. But um, to think of all the midfield options we've got, obviously... Uh, at the moment, it's a shame that Lewis Cook's out. But all them options we've got in the middle, I thought Billy would be right down the pecking order. Now he's leading the way. It's yeah. it's amazing, but it's it feels like a new signing. And long may it continue. Um, are we getting out of the Big Ten for Phil Bill? I think you got to. Got to I think you got to. He got pulls the strings. He he's such a he's such a cultured player, and I think it's. I don't think we've ever seen that. At, in Bournemouth colours before that sort of cultured, mm. the, uh, and, and I'm sure Eddie thought, "Oh, I've got a holding player here." But I tell you, who reminds me of it's Witzel for the Belgians. He, he's yeah, he that sort of like he looks like a big lump that's going to just dominate the midfield, but actually a really nice pass. A fine space, uh, obviously a different type of player. Witzel's a far more defensive player, but again, a cultured player. Uh, and people say, just an anecdote, Peter Crouch always had a great touch for a big lad. Yeah. And he's similar. He looks like a big lad, but actually, he's. he's uh, I, I, think, I think actually for the last six, seven games, he has been yeah. pulling the strings and... Uh, you could build a build a lovely squad around him. He's he's well. almost opposite of how he you feel he should be. I'd probably say his weakest attribute is heading. That's, that's incredible yeah. when you look at the size of him. But but yeah, that's that's why I thought that. I wonder if he's just been misunderstood a little bit in the sort yeah. because of his visit and he hasn't been been used in the right way. And you know whatever we think of you know Woodgate and what's happening the season, that's one of the things he deserves the biggest credit for. He has. Phil Billings being Woodgate's best player of the season, hasn't he? Um, Absolutely. No question Absolutely. about that. And he's, he's almost hung his hat on him and said, I believe in you. And, I, you know, and he's, he's reaping the rewards. So, um, yeah, yeah, buzzing to do that. In fairness to Jason, I think he was doing that as well. He had really good performances at the beginning of the season. But, he, you know, where people would say, Oh, I didn't realise he was like this, but he was in and out. So it, was we too, rotating. Yeah, it was too hot and cold, yeah. Yeah, and we were rotating an awful lot more than what we're doing now. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I, I, yeah him and Solanke are yeah. the, the, the two worst players ever. And now <laughs> our saviours. So, yeah, oh, and it's, uh, it's brilliant. We're a fickle bunch, but yeah, it's... Mm. Uh, 
it's looking a bit rosy. Before I let you go, Keith, we've got to have a little prediction, haven't we, for Coventry, which on paper looks a bit nicer, but we know that's done happen in the Championship. I mean, they got a good win as well today, didn't they? They turned the corner a little bit. They, yeah. they, they're not a bad time. I mean, we played really well against them when we played them. Very feels very early in the season now. But um, it might be easy, but are you confident? Yeah, I think... I think they're more likely to score against us than the the, the previous, uh, you know, Borough and Blackburn. Um, However, I think think if we keep the consistency, again, this is a game for Pearson, I think, to dominate that midfield for us. Maybe take him off after 17, put Wilkshire in if we need to, to to get things a little bit of momentum, but... I see a 3-1 on that one. I know that's a popular scoreline, but I do see a 3-1. That's what and it was, I, wasn't it, in the reverse? Was it 3-1 in the reverse fixture? Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. I, I, I actually agree with you. I think it will be a, a slightly different game to the two we've just had in the sense that I think Coventry will will have a go and they'll they'll try and play and they'll try and yeah. you know catch us and it will be a different type of game. So it'll be, we'll have to adapt to that. But with that, I think we'll have more chances to get in as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you. I think it's it's a game I'd, I'd you know, depending on fitness, I'd stick very similar. And then if you need to just open it up a bit more, you've got someone like Jack Wilshire to come on. Um, if you if you need to get hold of the ball a little bit more and open them up, but yeah, I'm I'm quietly confident. Um, might go with I might I might go two one, but um, yeah, I, I think it might be a te- both teams to score and win kind of game. But yeah. four wins in a row would be would be rather nice, wouldn't it? So it's not getting us time, else, but, oh. yeah. Still twisting. That's the thing with the championship. It feels like there's barely any games to go, but there will still be twists and turns. Trust me, yeah. there will yeah, be. Yeah. But... Swansea are looking like um, that's that. looking like that's going off the boil. Brentford are not exactly putting up any trees. They're no. doing their typical choking. Yeah. Um, um, I think there's a, a good gap between us, but yeah. um, and and the 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 the, uh, the other pack, but. But it's us, Barnsley, Reading. And, yeah, that's, that's and it, like. I've got a horrible feeling yeah. it's going to go down to the last game of the season. I think that Stoke game could be the, the, a big one. When, and I think the Norwich game. When you hear last game of the season, who do you, you don't want Stoke, do you? It's no. just a horrible game. But, you know, there, there's questions there and they'll be on the beach. You know, I always think when the player team must take, they're probably not going to be playing anything. Don't get me wrong, they'll, they'll still be a hard team. But... Will they maybe go or try a few youngsters? Do you know what I mean? Ready for players that are maybe trying to earn a contract for next season and, and things like that. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. But the more we win, I'd suddenly change and I start going, you know what? Actually, Brentford always choke. I don't, I mean, Swansea, both times we played them and recently, they don't look up to it. Red in a fault a little bit. Barnsley are quite inexperienced in this position, quite a young team. We're gonna we're going up, aren't we? It just changes all the time. But um yeah. Oh, it's going to be at least going to be exciting, mate. It's going to be exciting yeah. right to the end. And uh, pleasure to have you on, Keith. Great. I could just chat. I mean, we're nearly at an hour now. We just get chatting football. It could go on forever, couldn't we? Did we say we'd be about 20 minutes? Yeah, we said we'd be oh, about no. 20 minutes. And then it was never going to happen with me and you, mate. But no, really no. It, Keith. No, it's been an absolute joy to come on here. And uh, hopefully people might agree with us. I hope so. Yeah, I reckon so, mate. Cheers, Keith. Um, Phil Billy deserved a tenderly. The, the only thing you could disagree on there is if I had an 11, but I didn't have one. But yeah, hope you enjoy, guys. And uh, it's going all right, isn't it? Let's hope we can get four on the bounce now. Uh, really good. 
<sighs> just getting nervous now, isn't it? But let's hope we can just kick on from here. We've seen some good signs. And uh, yeah, positivity back in the club and amongst the fan base. Smiles on faces. Really good to see. Enjoy the end of your Easter weekend. And on to the next. Up the cherries. Hi, I'm Michael Botto, making some noise for the boys on Back of the Net. So there we go, two in one, Vidal Sassoon, wash and go. We did two matches in one pod. We're back to normality next week. It's a Monday pod and it's Coventry City. Yeah, that'll be an interesting game. And we follow it up with our game in hand against Huddersfield as well. Can the Cherries get another three points? Wow, it could be massive if we could get a run together now. Imagine the momentum. Players coming back from injury as well. Hey, maybe, just maybe. Right, well, thank you for tuning in for this audio pod. Remember, all of this stuff's on YouTube if you want to watch it. The YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash AFCB podcast. If you want to be nice and buy us a coffee and help support whatever we're doing, then you can do so by going to afcbpodcast.com slash coffee. Really appreciate the support. Really want to make this better than ever. Premier League quality pod, no matter the league we're in next season. Great to have lots of feedback on our youtube stuff and yeah and the pod stuff it's it's kind of um it's it's still a thing for us but i've got to say more and more people are tuning into the youtube content where it's just accessible people can dip in and out but if you're liking what you're listening to now and you think we should carry it on then um, maybe you can pop us a review on your podcast app as that will probably give us the motivation to to keep it going rather than just go along with the youtube stuff so let us know whether you think it's even worth it and um in the meantime yeah keep the faith afc bournemouth are honing in on the playoffs Anything can happen. This has been Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. Smith on the right-hand side, approaching the Blackburn penalty area now. Top of the box, Billing. Lerma in support to his left. Here is Lerma. Helps it on to Danjuma. We'll try and run at his fullback Nyembe now. Arnold Danjuma onto his right foot. Drives it into goal. Hits a Blackburn player. And then Phil Billing slams it home. Phil Billing with three in the last four games is the Cherry's new goal machine. Blackburn nil, Bournemouth one. Podcast Network.